Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, major tremors in California. Is the big one coming to the West Coast? And if so, will it be natural or man-made? California used to be the seventh largest economy in the world. So imagine a major, the big one, happening in any part of California. Some say San Francisco, some say Los Angeles. You know, it, it doesn't really matter where it's at in California, but if it happens, especially in a metropolitan city, it's gonna be a tough line and the economy is definitely gonna be hurt. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to Thursdays with Ronnie here on Conspiracy Unlimited. Once a month, on a Thursday, I chat with broadcaster, author, lecturer, Ronnie McMullen, who is a great friend and sponsor of this podcast. The biggest earthquakes to hit California in two decades literally broke the desert floor. Newly released satellite images from before and after the major quakes show how the tremors jerked apart slabs of land, permanently altering the landscape. The magnitude 6.4 and 7.1 earthquakes that rattled Southern California earlier this month caused water main breaks and knocked out power in the town of Ridgecrest, about 125 miles northeast of Los Angeles. It was a disturbing reminder that California faces the possibility of a vastly more catastrophic major earthquake sometime in the future. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the big quakes that hit in early July occurred on a complex array of faults that lie near Ridgecrest. Meanwhile, the monster that lies to the west of that area remained quiet, at least for now. The massive San Andreas Fault Zone is the boundary between the Pacific and North American tectonic plates that runs more than 800 miles from Cape Mendocino, 200 miles north of San Francisco, and extends southward to the Sultan. Sea, a shallow lake about 120 miles to the east of San Diego. The San Andreas Fault is the stuff of nightmares because back on April 18, 1906, it caused the most catastrophic event in California history, the Great San Francisco Earthquake, which was so powerful it caused a rupture in the land that stretched for 296 miles. While its magnitude is uncertain, scientists have estimated it may have been as large as 8.3. The quake and the massive fire that swept through San Francisco afterwards and killed more than 3,000 people while leaving homeless another 225,000, more than half the then population of San Francisco. It destroyed 28,000 buildings and caused the equivalent of more than $11 billion in today's monetary losses. But despite its enormous destructive potential, the northern part of San Andreas has been largely quiet since then and the southern portion hasn't had a major earthquake since the 7.9 earthquake of Jan 9, 1857. That's led to widespread worry that California is overdue for a devastating quake somewhere along the San Andreas. 
But where and when is anyone's guess? The 2014 Working Group on California Earthquake Probabilities predicted that there was a 72% probability of a 6.7 or larger magnitude quake hitting the San Francisco Bay Area by 2043, but only a 22% chance of a quake that big or bigger on the northern portion of the San Andreas. Along the southern portion of the San Andreas, closer to LA, researchers projected a 19% chance of a 6.7 or greater magnitude quake. Broadcaster lecturer Ronnie McMullen is the author of The Journey into Reflection. He was an on-air personality for over 11 years. He focuses on how we can navigate through this negative-themed world that is obsessed with things rather than ideas. He's the founder of GetTheTea.com, and he's dedicated to making America healthy, one teabag at a time. Ronnie McMullen, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm terrific. I'm hoping the, the good folks of uh, California, particularly the Bay Area, are all right. They've had, what, something like a half dozen earthquakes, 3.5 magnitude or greater since uh, this past Tuesday. You have family in that area, don't you? Uh, I used to. They've since moved out, but I did there for a while um, in the Ventura area. Um, but, you know, it's kind of all connected. I mean, I, I see when the next earthquake, the big one happens. I mean, obviously Ridgecrest was huge. But when we have a big one in the right area, and I don't mean right as in good, but meaning a structural damage place like San Francisco, we're going to see huge damage with anything over, you know, six or seven. We, we can look back, just see back. I was, I think it was the late eighties we had um, in San Francisco area where the bridges all collapsed. Yes. And that was, uh, I think that was what, six, wasn't that a six something, six, two, I six, can't three? remember, but uh, the, you mentioned Ridgecrest. I mean, they had the, uh, the big one, uh, that was a 7.1. Yeah, seven um, one day after Fourth of July. Yeah. Yep, and a six four to follow, and then thousands and are, of aftershocks, and thousands of after, and and those are huge. You know, people. I've lived in California most of my life, and I I remember five twos, five fives, and you think the world's going to end at anything over five. Um, so some of these people that have been in six and sevens, I just go, wow, you know. And of course, I guess it's all about, you know, how the structure of the earthquake, you know, whether the plate's going up and down or sideways, there's a lot of difference that way. But um, yeah, if you ever, Richard, you ever been in an earthquake? I have not. I mean, up here in, uh, in Canada, we're on pretty good solid bedrock. Occasionally in Quebec, there'll be a tremor. I remember maybe 25 years ago, sitting in a studio in Toronto and just feeling the building move a little bit and that was whoa what was that and then we found out later there was a an earthquake uh, the epicenter was somewhere in Quebec but it, it's very very rare that we feel anything like that I'm curious if if there was a big one that went through Seattle and I wonder if some of uh, Canada would feel that in that area uh, possibly up in uh, up in British Columbia quite possibly right. yeah I yeah, mean they've had tsunami warnings on Vancouver Island so earthquakes can strike offshore there. I've been told that there is a fault line that runs underneath Lake Ontario. I couldn't tell you if we've ever had an earthquake uh, here. I, I, I can't imagine. Well, they're scary. I'll tell you that because there's really, when you're in the middle of an earthquake, there's nowhere to go. 
you know, it's not like you can just have a helicopter throw you a line. <laughs> so right, right. Um, it's 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 very nervous, and there the I think it the the sound that goes with the earthquake is pretty in, interesting, um, very nervy. It's got this low frequency, this little you know, and this grumbly you know, like a a motor or something. It's 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 undescribable, but it usually goes with a good size earthquake. Right, um, right. And that alone is you know, I went through a pretty good size one, five I wanna say it was five four in Santa Barbara, California. This was clear back in like nineteen eighty, eighty one. And um, and it was it was it was pretty big and you know I was living in an apartment complex at the time and and the first thing you'd know to do or you just do however it's just standard is you run out of the place and you get in the street and you know I was in the street and and you know you could see the telephone poles and the electrical poles waggling back and forth and you know you kind of go wow you know this is crazy and the grocery stores all their stuff was full so. I, I, it's, it's very interesting. And, and, uh, I guess, you know, the thing that I wonder, especially with, um, the earthquake in Ridgecrest not being on a fault line is, is the big one coming sooner than expected? What's your thoughts? Well, I've been hearing about the big one since, uh, those Irwin Allen movies. Remember those <laughs> back in the uh, the early to mid seventies. Yes, I think there was an earthquake one. There was a towering inferno. There was one about a swarm yep. of killer bees. Yeah. Uh, but I've been hearing about the big ones since you know for forty five years. So everybody that I listen to or read about in this field say it's not a question of if it's a, it's a question of when. So yeah, it's out there. It's waiting. How big will it be? Boy, oh boy! I mean, I hear some pretty cataclysmic uh, predictions. But what I'm hearing, well, sorry, what I'm hearing a lot about now is is uh, man-made earthquakes in places that ought not to have earthquakes. Yeah, and I, you know, I was kind of educating myself on that because it, it is my belief they can cause a man-made. But um, USGS basically said, you know, yes, their earthquakes can happen from fracking or from uh, putting their, you know, water, wastewater and all that inside the cracks of the, of the earth. But the only thing that is interesting is, yes, that they, they say it can happen, but most of the time it doesn't happen. But, you know, it's a government entity. So I don't know if our, <laughs> our government's really good at telling the truth. So um, you wonder if the big one is going to be man-made or... Uh, divine. It's it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting find. Yeah, fracking certainly seems to induce some seismic activity. I don't I don't think there's any doubt anymore about that. All these earthquakes are having in in Oklahoma, uh, like thousands of them. You're pumping all of that wastewater and sand and chemicals that's used to uh, to fracture um, hydrocarbons from rock, and it's high pressure wastewater. Uh, if it can if it can crack rocks. They say it can lubricate fault lines. So I don't think there's any doubt that that uh, fracking is causing uh, earthquakes. And I've also been reading about even even a, a dam when you when you build a dam like the Hoover Dam and all of that uh, water now gathering on the other side of the dam and and it's so so much weight on the land that that too can cause an earthquake. Or even constructing 
these you know these huge towers that they're building in places like Singapore and Dubai that are like millions of metric tons, hundreds of millions of metric tons in weight, that that can cause an earthquake. So then the question becomes, if we can inadvertently cause earthquakes, can we cause earthquakes on purpose? Correct. What's your thoughts on that? Because my thoughts are very clear. Yes, I think that, because think about it. If you cause a major earthquake, you, you have a complete control over food you have complete control over health care i mean it, it i mean it definitely can get the job done to get in control of things and and actually cause martial law if even if they wanted to go that route yeah i think if the technology was around they'd use it why wouldn't those with evil intent or however you want to describe it if if they could cause an earthquake let's say underneath um, an oil field and, and disrupt the, uh, the an oil market or something like that. Right. I mean, right. Why not? And if we can think of the technology, I always say, if we can think about it, imagine it, it probably already exists. I agree with you. I mean, California used to be the seventh largest economy in the world. So imagine a major, uh, the big one happening in any part of, of California, you know, and some say San Francisco, uh, some say Los Angeles, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter where it's at in California, but if it if it happens, especially in a metropolitan city, um, bad th- that it's it's going to be a tough line, and the economy is definitely going to be hurt by that kind of issue. Hmm. For sure. For sure. I guess you would call these tectonic weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the other thing I've always wondered too is. I don't know if you uh, remember, there was a John Travolta movie that kind of dealt with some spiritual stuff. And in that movie, um, he, I I can't remember the movie right off the hand, but it'll come to me. Um, In that movie, he had special gifts. And when he ended up in this field, he says, did you hear that? And the person with him was like, no, I didn't hear anything. And he says, yeah, it's a low frequency wave. There's going to be an earthquake. Hmm. And I thought to myself, with all the EMFs going on, and we have obviously low and high frequency, I just wondered if those, you know, especially the 5G system, which is probably very high frequency, but I wonder if those frequencies, because the Earth's frequency, we as people are frequency, when man-made frequencies come in and interrupt the Earth, could that possibly cause issues? And with this 5G system going in, I mean, yes, maybe it's a very high frequency, um, but, you know, it's very dangerous causing tumors and obviously interrupting the body's frequency. So could it actually be interrupting? And and the same thing, obviously, with our 4G system now. Could that be interrupting the Earth's frequency and causing things? I mean, you know, this 7.1 was on its own kind of, I mean, I'm paraphrasing a little bit but there was no major fall line it wasn't connected to the san andreas so you wonder i mean and then again it's just question could those emfs that we man has been building because obviously hundreds of years ago we didn't have all the electronic technology that we have today so is there a possibility with all this electricity all this emf going on that it could cause earthquakes especially in metropolitan cities I'm just curious about that one. Right, right. I was thinking about Dr. Nick Begich uh, and his book, 
angels don't play this harp. Harp being this array of radio antennas up in the Copper Valley in Alaska, yeah. which can create uh, disturbances in the ionosphere. And he makes the point that earthquakes, like the big one in Alaska back in 1964, can cause the ionosphere to react electromagnetically. So then the question is, could the reverse be true? Could an ionospheric disturbance cause an earthquake? And therefore, could HARP cause an earthquake? I'm pretty sure that if the technology exists, somebody's using it. It may not be a government. It could be, who knows? It could be some huge organized crime syndicate. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I call them the suits or they and them. But, uh, you know, you, you wonder. And I hope, I hope I'm so wrong. But, you know, it was weird. It was quite a few years ago. But I had a dream, and you know, I, at the time I wasn't studying earthquakes. I wasn't talking about it on the radio. It didn't, you know, there was no nothing. In fact, I was living in in back east, so you know, earthquakes are not quite as common as they are in California. Long and the short of it, I had a dream, and I saw San Francisco have a major earthquake. Now, if San Francisco has a major earthquake, and I even picked this up from the seismologist that I inter interviewed, there would be a tsunami to follow. In my dream, there was no tsunami, so whatever that means. But the weird thing is, is I knew that I knew that the earthquake in my dream was a 9.0. So I even asked this seismologist, I said, just for fun, and I told him the whole story. I had this dream, blah, 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 blah. And I said, is it even possible that San Francisco could suffer anywhere near San Francisco, suffer a 9.0 magnitude earthquake. Hmm. And he said no. Right off the bat, just no. And I thought, oh, okay, so then that means I ate too much pizza that night. <laughs> okay. okay. He said no. He said, but I'll tell you what it can suffer, an 8.2. How would he know it, that? How could they tell? How could they determine? I, 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 you know, I didn't say anything on the interview. I didn't want to insult the guy, but I'm like, you know, that's like saying, you know, well, your arm's going to grow back after you cut it off. Well, how do you know? You know, <laughs> it just, it's like, so I, I thought, to me, I thought, well, if man says it can, it can do an 8.2, then maybe 9 is a possibility and there's some weight to the dream. I don't know. But boy, you talk to anybody in San Francisco and you say, you know, boy, are you, you know, you, do you know there's, you're in earthquake field? Oh yeah, it'll happen. Or if we're fine, everything's great. They're not ready to move away from their wonderful city, which, you know, I guess you, they're going to go down with their ship, but. That's it, called, it's that's not, called normal biasy, where you, <coughs> you, the roof is caving in, but you just, you, you, you tell yourself, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And those are it's the people, not. those are the people that that perish in disasters, normal biasy. It's not going to happen. It can't happen here. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and uh, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, I used to be a minister many years ago and I, I was praying over this lady. She was older lady. She was probably in her eighties and I walked over to her and I started to, you know, pray with her and, and she says, I want you to ask me where I used to live. And, and you know, when I had preached at this church, I didn't talk about earthquakes at all. So she says, I want you to ask me where I used to live. And we're back east. So I said, okay, where'd you used to live? San Francisco. Hmm. 
And I said, really? I said, hmm. She goes, now I want you to ask me why I moved. And I said, okay, why'd you move? She goes, because there's going to be a huge earthquake. Huge, huge. And I said, wow. And at this point, I'd already had my dream. So I was thinking, you know, she's either reading minds or something's weird. So I said, okay. And so then she says, and my last thing I want you to ask me is how big is the earthquake? I said, okay, how big is the earthquake? 9.0. Aha. Wow. Now, isn't that kind of weird? I mean, you know, I mean, that that's kind of, you know, it caught my attention. I'll put it that way. Right. And how, how long after your dream was that? Or was oh, it probably within uh, six months? Oh, that close. Wow. Yeah. In fact, in fact, this is weird too. The night that I had the dream, and I mean, I woke up in a sweat. I and I, you know, not to gross anybody out, but I don't really sweat in my sleep. It's not my gig. But uh, I woke up just wet, it just like like I had been in the earthquake. And I thought oh, it's just a bad dream, you know, pizza, whatever. So you go back to bed. That morning, I woke up and turned on the TV, and they were having a special. Uh, documentary type thing about the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> and all I said, up. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh my God, this cannot even be true, but it, it was. And then they were talking about how big it was and, you know, what happened. And I just thought, Phew. and they, of course, at that time, they couldn't measure um, how big it really was, but um, they ended up, you know, putting it together later. But I just thought to myself, what's the chances of that? And then, of course, six months later, here's this lady. And then, and then I was, you know, I was searching the internet one time, and, and I found this so-called Christian prophet. And his title of his article was Earthquake Will Hit San Francisco 9.0. Oh, holy smokes. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if that's a intuitive thing or if that's a fabricated thing. Or if that's just a pizza pie dream thing, I don't know. But it, I, it's interesting for the listener. So uh, to that, we can add, of course, the uh, all of this uh, fear and concern about the uh, the super volcano under Yellowstone. Mm. And uh, you know, earthquakes can trigger uh, a, a volcanic eruption, so yes. it could be kind of a, a huge chain reaction. Uh, lots to, uh, <laughs> lots to worry about. No question. <laughs> lots to fear about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we can get anxious and we can be, uh, fearful or we can, uh, I guess we can be vigilant and maybe stay away from those areas and, uh, continue. You know what I think? What? I think we just need to live our life as if our, today is our last day. Yeah. That's a pretty good philosophy. Because you, if you live your life, then you have nothing to be sorry for. I wish I would have, you know, no. So I always think, you know, and it's not like we have to worry this is all going to happen tomorrow because, I mean, good grief is, you know, just, just the dream alone was 15, 16 years ago. So, you know, timing of the universe and timing of us are two different times. Well, so we might have, we might have hundreds of years before anything really big goes on. That's you never right. Know. That's right. Can't worry about it too much. All right, my friend. In the meantime, uh, while we're living, while we're above ground, every day is a good day. We want to stay. We want to stay healthy. 
so what's going on up at uh, getthetea.com that can help us stay healthy? Well, you know, it's it's kind of exciting. I, I, I love my job. My job is to get people healthy. Um, they just have to believe it works. And, and I understand that. But boy, when you get the tea, you know it works. It, it definitely works with your digestion. It, it helps you flush. Uh, it's, and it's not hardcore, you know. I mean, if you have what I call concrete intestines, um, it might be hardcore for you for two or three days. You might have some extra bathroom visits that you kind of got to pick up the pace on. But if you're pretty normal, Joe, you know, you don't eat perfect. You're not Mr. Organic or, or you're, no, I shouldn't say that, but you're not Mr. Uh, you know, veggie person all the time. Um, this is not going to really affect you that it just, uh, it's going to nice, slow effect and, and make everything work right. Make you regular, make just things really cool. And you'll find an increase in energy because you're not carrying the, the buildup that some people carry. Oh, I can speak um, to that. I can speak to that. <laughs> 55 years old. And I, I feel like I have the energy of someone more than half my age. Oh man. Can I come over? I need to plug in. <laughs> yeah, I'll paint the house. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. Yeah. Well, let's get on it. So you know, I, I and the same here. You know, I I've had and I'm really honestly, the reason I this is even I'm even in this business is because I got sick, and so that whole thing started me to say, what do I need to do? And when I started the tea, it took 25 pounds off of me in three months. But here's the thing, it doesn't, you know, this is not a weight loss. Oh boy, I'm, I'm overweight, I'm going to lose weight. This is about getting rid of stuff that shouldn't be in your body. This is not about getting rid of fat. Right, so right. when I got rid of the excess yuck, 25 pounds of it. Now, again, the Duke, you know, Mr. John Wayne, they said when he died, he had 70 pounds of yuck oh, dear. in him. Same with Elvis. He had yes, chronic yes. problems that way. Yes, and so if we we don't want that yuck, fat's better to have than than yuck. The yuck will get you sick. So this is what it does: is it's you drink it every day, and and it takes it out. And and we made it we really sweeten the pot too, because we want people on it. So we have a big special for July. Um, it might creep into into August. I'm not sure yet, but it's definitely for all of July. And that is when you buy three packages of super tea, you get one free and. We also kicked in some heart love, which is wonderful for the heart. It's a supplement for the heart. And it's really important to take care of your cardiovascular and your heart. So we thought, you know, what's better than do a little detox cleanse and do a little bit of heart love and you're going to be like feeling mighty fine. Oh, I can attest to that. I'm using the the Life Change Tea and uh, the, the Formula 13 Tea. I'm particularly uh, enjoying the, uh, the pomegranate and... Uh, Unfortunately, you can't get it in any store, folks. You got to go to getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. Ronnie, thank you so much. We'll talk next month. All right. Thank you. Okay. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back to tell you a little bit about an upcoming episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the star chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. 
and all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up tomorrow, Friday, on Conspiracy Unlimited, part four of an ongoing series on false flag operations in America. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.